0: That's joinMIDI.com.
1: We're here because free speech is under attack. We're here because people are being convinced that socialism works. We're here because people are being judged guilty until proven innocent. We are fighting back with facts. This is not a safe zone, so buckle up, Buttercup. This is the Raw Naked Truth. Welcome to the Raw Naked Truth. I'm your host, Eric Lopkin. As we approach the one-year anniversary of the Biden administration, things are not going well. Their agenda is falling apart, and a recent Gallup poll showed people abandoning the Democratic Party in droves. The approval rating for the president has hit historic lows in several polls, including both Gallup and Quinnipiac. While the damage is almost entirely self-inflicted, a course correction could save the administration and the Democratic Party. We've put together an action list that the administration would need to follow. These actions would be good for America and help mend the divisions that are ripping the country apart. The first thing is that Biden has to face the truth about his election and his base. Despite what progressives have been insisting, they are not the group that elected Biden. Biden was elected because of independence. He was elected on the promise to unite the country and stop the pandemic, not overhaul the government with massive overreach. Step one has to be to address the independence and tell Sanders, AOC, and their cronies to sit down and shut up. Next. Biden has to realize that he and his administration have lost the faith of the American people. It's time for some house cleaning. The first to go should be Fauci and Pisaki. They have done more to divide the American people than anyone else in the administration. On top of that, Harris needs some serious training in public speaking. Get her into a Toastmasters-type program so that she stops making a fool of herself every time she opens her mouth. Additionally, Biden needs to stop the lies about the voting bills. We've mentioned this repeatedly, but the Washington Post outed these lies when he said them the first time. Stop repeating them and leave the election laws to the states where the Constitution put them. This is a major item that is dividing the country. It's time to stop and bring people together. Now let's talk policies. Build Back Better has to go. It's too big, too cumbersome, and despite the administration's claims, is not paid for. Instead of introducing new government programs, fix the ones that already exist. Social security is in dire need of an overhaul before it fails. Start there. We know that there are billions of dollars in funding from the stimulus package that was passed last January that have never been spent. Use that to shore up social security and modernize the program to strengthen it and reduce fraud. Now, true government requires compromise. So how can we come to a compromise on green energy? Biden has been pushing solar power and electric cars. We can move forward on that by opening up mining operations in Alaska to mine the rare earth minerals needed to build these. Currently, pushing for these benefits China, which controls the supply of those elements and most solar panel and battery production. Bring those jobs here, with tax breaks for manufacturers who bring production back to America or start new manufacturing here. Meanwhile, accept that new energy sources are not going to come soon and loosen restrictions on oil and gas so that we can get there. This is not an either-or. We need oil, we need gas, we need solar, we need wind, we need geothermal. All working together. You can't just cut our legacy fuel lines before there's any other real alternative. Now, on that topic, we need a Manhattan Project-level push for fuel cells and new battery technology. Our reliance on lithium batteries and everything from laptops and phones to the electric cars is not sustainable. Fix it. First of all, Existing battery technology is incredibly bad for the environment. Let's develop new sustainable technologies here in America that we manufacture and we control. On top of that, Biden needs to push for buy American from the government. We should not be buying technologies from overseas. American manufacturers should get first priority. Manufacturers that bring the, the production here should get priority. We need our government to be buying American so it builds jobs and enhances our national security. Now, the two biggest concerns of the American people according to recent polls, are inflation and COVID. Forget pushing any policy through that doesn't address these problems. Inflation is related to energy costs and supply chain issues. Loosening restrictions on oil and gas production, as we said earlier, will help. Further progress can be made on supply chain issues by standing up to the unions who have been fighting automation at the ports. European countries have embraced this automation and they have achieved major productivity gains. It's time to stop the unions from standing in the way of progress. Of course, we can also make major progress on supply chain issues as we've said earlier, by bringing manufacturing back. Let's have tax incentives to manufacture here in America. The supply chain can further be boosted by eliminating vaccine mandates. People are leaving jobs rather than getting vaccines. Instead of the vaccines, put in place an Operation Warp Speed-type project for therapeutics. It worked to bring the vaccines to market. Let's bring the cures. Actual treatments. We have some promising ones that have been developed. Biden can use the Defense Production Act to have manufacturers produce more therapeutics and more covid tests this is the same act that trump used to manufacture more ventilators when they were in short supply this plan can put america back on the right track and start to heal the damage done while these steps would save the biden administration i have no illusion that he will do any of this biden is a political animal After 50 years in politics, he is completely out of touch with what America needs. And we're going to go to our Wallet Watch segment. With us today is financial advisor with Elliott Wealth Management, Chris Calandra, and host of our sister podcast, Simply Financial. Chris, welcome. Thanks for having me today, Eric. So... We've had so much economic news. What do you think is the big story that people need to be paying attention to?
2: Well, as you said, there's an awful lot going on in the country today. I wanted to talk to you about the news that came out late last week. The uh, government reported on the inflation number for the entire 2021 year, and the number came in at 7%. This is very notable, Eric, because it's the uh, largest rate of inflation that we've seen since 1982, almost 40 years ago. It's also noteworthy for other factors too, including the reality that the Federal Reserve and the administration really were and are probably still behind the curve, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, for most of 2021, was projecting that we would have 2% inflation in 2021. And the Federal Reserve had said consistently in the early part of the year that they thought inflation would be transitory, fancy word for temporary. So they really, really missed the mark. That 7% number is large, but it was also unexpected by the administration and the Federal Reserve for most of the year, the Federal Reserve, as an example, has now stated instead of transitory that the inflation rate will remain high through 2022 and into 2023. It seems to me, Eric, that means that that's a big issue for Americans. It's a big issue for the economy. It's a big issue perhaps for the markets. And as we move towards the midterm elections, I think it'll be a very, very important topic as people campaign all over the country and Americans go to vote in November.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I'd like to point out that you know, also, in recent reports, wages grew, and Biden has been harping on this, that you know, wage growth is up, wage growth is up, but wages only grew. compared to the inflation rate of 7%. So you're really seeing a real wage drop for most
2: Americans. How is this affecting people? I think it's affecting people in two ways. First off, I'm a financial geek. And so a lot of topics related to money, the markets, economy, tax policy, you know, it's not really in people's necessary area of interest or expertise, But the inflation story is very tangible, very real. Uh, People see it. They feel it. And that's different than a lot of the other political, economic kind of topics that could be debated. So I think that's the first thing. People get it very obviously. They're shopping for food. They're going to restaurants. They're getting gas. They're going to get heating bills very soon that are way higher than last year. That's the first thing. And the second thing is the numbers you cited are Uh, exactly right. But in many instances, what you actually spend money on day in and day out, especially if you're at the lower rungs of the income ladder, the inflation is more impactful because food prices, energy prices are way above that. And that has an impact on people's budget in a very negative way.
1: Great talking to you, Chris. Thanks for the information. That's the raw, naked truth. If you have a topic you'd like us to look into, you can contact us at exvadio.com connect. You can catch every episode at exvadio.com podcasts, as well as the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, and wherever you find podcasts. We'll see you next time. <laughs>